Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And I am super excited today to have on Nina Raleigh. Hello. Hello. Nina Raleigh, voice. Do you call yourself a voice actor or actress or both? I say voice actor. Voice actor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Voice actor um, who, gosh, I met... uh, last year at a podcasting festival here in Los Angeles, which was super fun. How are you doing today? Yay. <sighs> I'm good. <laughs> big sigh. Big sigh. Yeah, it's the end of my work day, so I'm, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Where are you coming to us from? I am in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, wow. Just, it's sunny and beautiful and like cold. It's 24, 25 oh. degrees. And we've just been getting snowstorm after snowstorm. Right. I'm all bundled up. I've got my mucklucks on. And I'm like <laughs> shivering here with a hot cup of tea. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I'm coming to everybody today from uh, my HQ in Marina Del Rey. It's also sunny and clear, maybe a little bit warmer than uh, Boulder, Colorado. But uh, I, I, I have a sweater on too, though, because it uh, we, we don't even talk about that. I get chilly here sometimes, but you know, I've turned into a California weenie, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, it happens um, quickly in Southern California, doesn't it? it? Does. Yes, it does. Blood thins out. The blood thins out in a matter of weeks. I know. I lost my Michigan grit. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. You never get it back. Who needs yeah. it? Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so you, gosh, we, we met um, at the Work It Podcast Festival here in LA and we had this mentor mentee networking program and we all got connected together and it was so cool. We ended up having lunch and talking and all of this stuff. And, and I wanted to have Nina on to talk about her beautiful career that she's had as a voice actor. And um, I, I know there's a lot of listeners out here who, you know, they work, they work in tech, but there's also a lot of artists as well. And so we've got the gamut um, of listeners and I know lots of people are like, how do you, how'd you get started? Where did that, where did that come from? So would you share a little bit about that? Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, I um, was living in San Francisco in the mm-hmm. 90s. Okay. And singing in bands and working as a professional clown and having day jobs in wineries and all the things and thought, how, how can I pull them all together into one thing? Mm-hmm. Because the starving artist routine was getting really old. That act. That point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was just no fun. So yeah. I started taking voiceover classes huh? and learned, yeah, I already had acting training, right. and music training. And um, I, I joined up with a school and started taking up all these, taking all these lessons. Right. And one thing led to another, you know, mm-hmm. they have agent nights in right. the classes. I booked an agent. Uh, she got me a job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So right. Um, that's how I got into it. It really was out of necessity. I needed some damn money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, art yeah. good and all, but, and you know, at the time it was interesting. It, it felt, I was a bit conflicted because it felt like a bit of a sellout being right. this sort of avant weird artist suddenly trying to do commercials. Right. It took a while to square that for me. Yeah. But you squared it. Yeah. Yeah. It took a minute. Yeah. I um, you know, I I um I worked a bit in the first few years. Mm-hmm. I got some jobs 
And it was by no means uh, my livelihood at that point. Right. It was really just, they were few and far between. And in 2000, I moved to LA to really nice. pursue it mm -hmm. full time. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, the day I arrived in LA, the Screen Actors Guild went on strike. <laughs> oh my God. And so I was sort of in that situation where, right. oh, do I work? Do I not work? I'm right. not in the union. I'm eligible, but I'm not there yet. Oh, man. So it was um, between that and my sort of internal attitude of, um, what is the attitude? It was a bit of a superiority thing I had going on, I think, of like, I'm above this commercial thing. Right. I'm a real artist. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, people use the word sellout. And, you know, if you do something commercial, get paid for it and stuff. So there's some stigma, I think, stigmata or, you know, around that. Right. For sure, right? I like prefer stigmata. It's, it's, my, it's my messiah complex coming through. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, it, it was just not meant to be for me doing voiceovers in L.A. The, right. the union was on strike. It was fraught. Yeah. I ended up doing other things. I was mm -hmm. making music for live theater, and it was wonderful. Oh, neat. So I let it drop for about 10 years. Wow. And then a lot of water under the bridge, um, a different phase of life, a little bit older, a little less to prove. I'd had a lot of deaths, you know, so I just had a mm -hmm. different... Like I lost my mom, I lost my dad. Yeah, yeah. I've just been through more. Right. And came back to it with a different voice. Yeah. A different attitude and way different technology. Right. Way different technology. Sure. So um, since then, that was 2011, I came back to it and it's been gangbusters. For wow. Last, yeah, for the last nine years, really. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, have you been watching uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel at oh, all? Yeah, yeah. Have you gotten to the one where uh, she's, I think it's this last season where she's literally running between studios. Yeah. It totally made me think of you and I wanted to bring it up here because it's like, it, when you just said technology, you know, back in the, back in the day, not too long ago, it was that you were going in to a studio, you know, having one of, you know, a mic and something like this in front of your face and running around and having to like do it in person. And it was hilarious watching her run around New York City doing that. And will you talk about the changes in technology a little bit? Like, what's what what have you seen? What's been the most fabulous thing? You know, besides probably being able to record just like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not a super tech uh, yeah. tech savvy gal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The big difference has been the ability to make a home studio. Oh, okay. which I am not in right now. I'm in a, a different, I'm in a writing apartment that I have. Yeah. Different story. Yeah. Um, but. Which I'm going to bring back up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Back okay. in the day, I would <laughs> drive downtown. I'd have to park the car. I'd have to go right. up to the building. I'd have to wait in the lobby and I'd have yep. to do the audition and you get one take and you're done. Yeah. Now I get to live in quiet little Boulder, Colorado and have yeah. a real career in Los Angeles without the traffic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um it's been a learning curve for me. First sure. I started working with GarageBand because it was preloaded on Macs. Right. And um so I've learned some other softwares since then, other editing software. Mm -hmm. And I still um, you know, I really got started just with this 
little bitty mic that I have, a $200 mic, right. wasn't a huge outlay in the beginning at mm -hmm. all. So right. um, it's super empowering to be able to yeah. do that yeah. myself. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that, I said, that said, I do still have a bit of the old school, I am the voice talent. Yes. Um, so when I book jobs, I re always request that I go into a studio to do the job. Mm. I prefer okay. not to also be the engineer. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think with voice acting and then also, you know, the world, it, I, I've met a lot of folks from uh, that this world as well through Comic-Con, having been a moderator there and meeting people who are, you know, the voices of characters and mm -hmm. anime and games and all of that sort of stuff. And that's so exciting and having you know being in an audience where they'll like do a voice you know and the and like the audience dresses like them and like they're like ah! you know like it's just unbelievable you know um and where so is it mostly for you is it mostly commercial work or like what, what kind of work what kind of voice work do what are you doing i do a combination i do a lot of commercial work mm -hmm. yeah a lot of commercial work and generally the commercial work I do tends toward um, healthcare okay. and like university, oh, okay. university ads. Um, I have one uh, cellular company that is my, mm -hmm. you know, provides right. a bit of butter on the bread. Yeah, sure. And, um, and then I do a fair bit of e-learning. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I do some e-learning and I do some corporate narration. Nice. So yeah, a lot wow. of learning modules. Yeah, that's so neat. Wow. Yeah. Where did, where did you grow up? I grew up in Duluth, Minnesota. That's right. I know. I was like, I knew you were Midwestern, but I couldn't remember exactly where. Wow. How was, what was that like? Oh man. Well, you know, I um, left as soon as I could. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, I grew up in a hockey family. Okay. You know, to have a sensitive little musician actor in a hockey family, I couldn't leave fast enough, honestly. <laughs> right. She's right. like, like, go west, young gal. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. So, we talked about, you talked about, you know, that you have a set up a, a, a studio and that you're in your writing apartment. Let's, let's talk about, because I, you're an artist, you do mm -hmm. all kinds of things and so what what are you working on there what's going on in that apartment oh in this apartment it's um it's my little creativity condo yeah um <laughs> it is i'm doing all kinds of things i'm really um i'm working on a couple of writing projects mm -hmm. um and looking at myself like i've been a, an interdisciplinary artist or right. um sometimes i've been called a hybrid artist or multidisciplinary it changes right but um at this point i'm thinking of myself more as a creativity mogul yay because I'm, I'm doing a lot in, in many different uh disciplines and i found i needed a room of my own to mm -hmm. do some writing and so i'm here i'm working on a memoir really evolution of a voice oh wow and um it's been really powerful and painful to to do it actually um, uh, to the assignment really is, okay, when have I used my voice? When have I not spoken? Right. When have I spoken and gotten in trouble? When did I win the job? When did I lose? When did I go to 
umpteen million callbacks and still lose. Um, when, yeah, when did I step into the power of my voice? Yeah. Um, when was I just not heard? And so I'm writing stories from my life of, of all of those kind of instances. Oh, wow. You just gave me the goosebumps. That's super cool. Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, in introspective process. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's starting in that process, suddenly I'm realizing, oh, yeah, there was this horrible event that happened to me that I have not spoken about for 18 years. And now it's time to speak about that. Wow. And um, yeah, that's intense. Yeah. It's not, it's not. It's no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. Yeah. There yeah. are ways that I've really shut my voice off. And so wow. to be making a living with my voice at this point and to be writing about voice, it's, it's all very rich right now. Yeah. Yeah. Multi-layered for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like digging into your past and looking at things and remembering and all of that, man, it's so fun, but sometimes you're like, Whoa, wasn't yeah. expecting that. I or know. Not only not expecting it, but how it made me feel or a trigger, you know, what, you know, those words, but you're just like, Ooh, hot button. Ooh, you know? that's the whole, it shifts the framework on the story that I'm telling. Yeah, right? right? Like, yeah. what's the, how is this framed now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think as an artist, your voice is very important, obviously, right? And sometimes you're speaking your own truths. Other times you're interpreting other truths and, you know, building all of that empathy that we need to have with each other. And yeah, I think it's, that's so cool. I'm so excited to read it. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll see. It's, um, yeah, it's a process. <laughs> are you going to, um, are you going to self-publish, you think? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I'm going to shop it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll shop. My, my voiceover agent in LA said, you know, as soon as you have some kind of a draft, he's yeah. got connections to literary agents, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Exciting. Yeah. That's so yeah. fun. Yeah. I recently reached out to um, my speech coach from high school um, because I was thinking about some of the things that you're talking about, just sort of when did it because I was on the speech team and she was a very a dear person to me and I just one I wanted to give her a shout out and be like you're amazing and I wanted to make sure you knew that <laughs> and that you touched my life and it was interesting talking to her about voice and being a speech coach you know and how to coach kids in high school to find mm -hmm. their voice and or and, and a lot of times it was just showing up was a lot of it you know it's just being present and showing up is half yeah. the battle sometimes with it that. is yeah. yeah absolutely um yeah. When did you, so in, so San Francisco in the 90s, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? That was the first dot-com boom. I right? know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, San Francisco in the 90s was, um, it was fun. It was formative for me as an yeah. artist. Yeah. I did all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, Yeah. I got involved with a group called the Clown Conspiracy, which we did all kinds of civic events. Like we right. were, I was like the hot I was the hot clown with a, a tutu and an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Do you know the clown band Gooferman? No. Uh -uh. You know those? Okay. I know them from Burning Man. and uh, Bay Area? Bay Area. And uh, the, there was a, a troupe called Vaudevere that mm -hmm. um, I actually ended up hiring a 
clown band and the Vaudevere the with antics and all of that stuff for a Microsoft event down in San Jose at the San Jose Computer Museum. And after I did it and we were in the middle of the event and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know, am I going to get fired? <laughs> and the gals were amazing and they were very, they were not scantily clad dressed and stuff, but it was, but it was different. I mean, it was the flip phone time too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was pre-smartphone, but it was still like it was flip phone pictures, and like everybody's face was like, "What is happening?" You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. It, it was crazy. Yeah. Was crazy, and I sang in bands. Then I sang in a band called Charming Hostess for seven years. Okay. And I think Charming Hostess, there still might be an iteration of Charming Hostess going on up in the up in the bay. Oh wow. Charming Hostess. I love, what a great band name. Great That's band. Awesome. Yeah, putting the harm back in charm. Yeah. <laughs> are there albums of, or video or so, where can there I? Are all of the above. Yeah, I think we okay. did three albums. Wow. And um, yeah, one was called Eat. One was called Punch. <laughs> and then one came out under our, the band leader's name, Julia Eisenberg. It was okay. called Eclectic, which was a beautiful, beautiful song cycle. Wow. Yeah, it was, um, Charming Hostess was loads of fun. Yeah. And um, what else did I do back in the day? Yeah, a lot of clowning and uh, got into voiceovers. I was really in the West. It, I was sort of always, uh, I'm going to skip that. Never mind. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Some things need to just stay with us. Yeah. So fair yeah. enough. San Francisco in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Seattle during the 90s for the dawn of grunge when I was in school oh, yeah. so that was a good time to be there it's like who are those long-haired cute screaming men okay you know it was just like and women it was like the everybody you know it was like yeah I was talking to somebody else about that they're like you were in where and what and I was like yeah I snuck into every club like it was like yes please so isn't it interesting being in a place when that thing is happening yeah it yeah. is because you have no idea that it's happening you know until the word grunge shows up in Rolling Stone and you know like right. yeah I think it was when Pearl Jam's, you know, that, that 10 album came out. Everybody was like, this is a thing. Okay. Yeah. And Nirvana went, you know, bananas and everything. So yeah. I lived in Minneapolis when Prince was oh, wow. doing his pop-up concerts at First Avenue. Uh, it was like everything, you know, go there hoping to see Prince, but yeah. I never did. Yeah. I had a friend on who was from Minneapolis. We were just talking about, I've been to First Avenue. So as I made sure, I haven't been to Paisley Park though. No, I haven't either. Yeah. I never I got invited. I, <laughs> Come on. You've got the purple glasses on too. I mean, like, hello. <laughs> I had those back then. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. So, um, what, you know, we met at Work It and that was the, you know, Female Forward Podcast Festival. I know uh, I've gotten sort of a lot out of that, you know, obviously doing podcasts and mm -hmm. stuff and mm -hmm. thinking about how to go after sponsors and do other things and all of that. Like curious what, um, anything that sort of stuck with you from that, from attending? Oh, um, yeah, a lot actually. And I still haven't made my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. In the queue of things that I have to do here in my creativity condo. Yes. Coming um, soon. But, um, yeah, you know, it was, first of all, I love, gatherings of women yeah i just love being in, in a really 
female environment. So yeah. that that resonated for a long time. But you know, one thing that I noticed is people. I would do the networking, do the chit chat with people, and yeah. every person would ask, "Do you have a pod? What's your podcast about?" Yeah, and I always thought that was so interesting. Not what's your podcast, but what's it about? Mm -hmm. And the the emphasis on uh, your angle and your message right. was really powerful to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that uh, in meeting with um, Julia Turner from the LA Times, uh, she was the gal that was connected with me, and you know she gave me I thought really wonderful advice and saying saying similar things of like you know, there's a lot of really cool people with great voices who are doing interview style podcasts. You know, what makes you different? What makes you unique? What do you do every time that's, you know, that your audience comes to expect from you? And I think that was really interesting too, because I think the more broad they are, unless you're maybe a celebrity or something like that, because you're going to draw because of your name, but I think it's about specificity, yeah. That, yeah. you know, and focus. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, we, can you share what yours is going to be about when you do it? <laughs> um, what is yours about? <laughs> yours about? You show me mine. You show me yours. Um, so, you know, in the about category, I would say it's about, broadly, it's about creativity. Yeah. Okay. And broadly, it's about empowering women's voices. Mm -hmm. And more specifically it's about storytelling yeah and sort of uh comedic personal development comedic self-help okay something along maybe that's it um what actually inspires me to make and put out in the world are small written pieces that i've done that i want to voice and make into sound art right so yeah. more than a real information talky talky podcast yep i'm really interested in making a sonic journey kind of podcast where you where i pull my listener along from the first note to the last note yeah with with storytelling and sound art and and poetry and uh instrumentals with the over arc of yeah. permission galore for your own creativity do you yeah, know yeah like so that's where it's at it's pretty I was like, permission galore that's a good you know my thing look here's my um yes you're yes you gave me some of that i was like that's permission. yeah yeah a bottle of it i know i was like i have some of that i was like that's so great i was like yay yeah no i what do you think of that how how was my it's not i mean how what do you think it's it's lovely it's not too overpowering it was just like simple and wonderful mm -hmm. i liked it yeah, I thought it was, and I love the bottle too, you know? No, I mean the, um, oh. my, my pitch of what my podcast is about, oh. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I do love it. I, I'm, I think that, I think you, yeah, it's, a, and you're starting up top in the big funnel and coming down, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's smart. I think, mm -hmm. I, I think be, be specific, you know, about who your audience is and, you know, I, I think that this is in marketing too, you know, for example, there's all these tech companies that I work with, right? They all kind of do the same thing and they all kind of say the same thing. And, and it's like, what makes you beautiful and unique and yeah. how you service your customers or what's the story morning glory, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah. And I think that there's room for voices around 
the things that you're talking about and there's an audience for that for sure you know um i i think also i think it's interesting where you know like where you are in your life as well what appeals to you as far as a podcast goes you know and so i think that there is a growing number of you know podcasts focused towards women and i think it's appropriate because we're we're creators and we all are looking to help each other which is awesome you know so getting a perspective from someone who's done what you've done and lived the life you've lived i think that's super exciting and getting people to be more creative you know and find their passion for something that isn't their job or their work i think it's so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. so yeah 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 so it, it's great i'm glad you said the funnel image because that's what it it does feel like it's it's swirling around the funnel right now and we'll become more specific yeah as i start to just make so i'm just doing what i do which is following the um the inspiration yeah what form it takes since i don't have any pressure to make podcasts right 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 (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah and when you um will you explain to our listeners what you mean by when you say sound art a little bit more oh yeah i think that's That's such a cool thing and not everybody probably knows what that means exactly, you know? You know, there's no actual definition okay. of sound art. Uh-huh. So I said something that means nothing. Right. Um, just for your listeners, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way I think of sound art is, and what inspires me, is um, spoken word with uh-huh. a with a music bed. Okay. Um, underlie, under, underlying. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Music bed underlying. Um, that's probably a good starting place for what okay. I'm thinking about sound yeah. art. Yeah. And talk about, we talk a little bit, it's um, on your beautiful website, uh, ninaraleigh.com, which we'll put in the show notes. Um, Story slam. We talk about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 The erstwhile story slam. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it has um yeah it's it closed mm-hmm. um but uh that was a seven year long project yeah and um it was patterned after the moth which okay. is like the granddaddy of all story slams yeah mm-hmm. um where we would uh publicize a theme yep and invite people to come with a five a prepared five minute story on that theme Right. And so then they would come to the show, put their name in a hat and sit with their fingers crossed, hoping they would get chosen to tell their story. Wow. In any given show, we would choose 10 people to tell their story. And usually there were, you know, a handful of people left in the hat that didn't get up there. So sort of part of the, uh, part of the edge of the seat quality. Yeah. There was, it was a competition. Mm. And over the seven years, we went through various ways of judging, like who wins, how do we, we had categories, we had a panel of experts, we had, you know, but it ended up, we went straight up democracy, one vote, one person, you know, one person, one vote. Yeah. And, um, and then there would be a winner. Wow. Yeah. So the competition element really brought, helped people bring their game. Yeah, for sure. And what city was that in? This was in Boulder for the most part. We, okay. we did a few in Denver and up yeah. in Vail. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Is there one that stands out to you that like just, you know, for whatever reason? One story? Story, yeah. I'm sure there's like a gazillion. <laughs> there were but... a lot. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot. 
um, the ones that stood out were usually people who weren't performers, mm. um, but who just had some amazing thing happen. Right. They were out. One guy was out hunting with his buddy. The car broke down. The friend had hypothermia, was oh so close God. to death. I mean, it was a really, like we had real life and death stories were right. great. And then other ones that were like one woman claimed she had Sam Shepard's love child. And I don't think she really <laughs> did. <laughs> so, but I mean, I think she was a little, like, I don't think she was dialed into the same reality that we all were, but her name right. was in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there? Did they have to be? Were they supposed to be true stories? Yeah. Or, true. Okay, yeah. So your own life. Your, your own life. life. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And so sometimes someone would come. Someone would come and say, you know, this is my dad. This happened to my dad, and we'd say, it's not about your dad. Yeah. You know, you tell your story. Right. So. Uh, That's so cool. Wonderful. I mean, it was a wonderful thing to be sort of a story midwife in that way. Yeah, and, sure. Um, I used to, and I still do, I still do um, storytelling, coaching with people to oh. help them get like, what are your points of your story? Mm -hmm. How do you get that down into five minutes or 10 minutes or however long your, your speech is? Right, right. And, um, um, get, the, get the pith of the story out. Yeah, that's so cool. So you're voice acting, an artist, obviously, and then you're, potential podcast is coming you're writing a book and you you do coaching as well do you coach on other things besides storytelling um just you know i do these creativity dates with people yeah so okay. right. i do sort of just helping you know like i'm a i'm a playtime aficionado <laughs> let's just get you into your creativity yeah yeah um, i love but that. you know i'm not doing any real marketing on any of that right actively right now because i'm trying to write a book yeah right yeah but, um yeah i don't I, I i'm a you know i've been practicing buddhism for 30 years and i'm a meditation instructor too wow but all of those things that i'm offering as coaching and all of that that's super word of mouth if anybody needs me right. i'll be there yeah but, right um, no that's super cool i was going to ask you about personal brand too because that's something that mm -hmm. I work on a lot with folks and um, our listeners and you know you obviously have a website and and all of that but that's mostly for the voice work yeah yeah the website is aimed at uh, showcasing me as a voice talent right and it's it's aimed at uh, buyers voice buyers right right um, and right now I'm in such a transition artistically having the story mm -hmm. slam be over so there's that whole part of the yeah. website that will go away right right and or go into the archive yeah pile. yeah it goes into the archive pile um and i'm really changing my focus from uh from what's on that website i'm, I'm yeah. still putting myself out there as a voice talent that's the main thing and that's the engine right 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 yeah. i absolutely stink and love it and i love how much is available with video games these days ah. like, the acting is real these characters are deep yeah they're deep that is so exciting yeah. wow yeah so between that and writing i mean I'm, my personal brand is morphing right now right sure and, um i'm looking 
looking more at this creativity mogul uh, title. Yeah. Where there's a podcast, there's voice acting, and then there's all the creativity workshops and coaching things that I offer. Yeah, absolutely. Where the word word mo, word mogul come from? I mean, I know what that word means, but I know. What, it was you know what it was yeah, my it's, manager. I was talking to her. She was looking. She was like, "How do we, how do we encompass everything that you're doing, Nina? Because right. you're really a creativity mogul." And we both went, "Ding!" <laughs> Isn't that fun how that happens? like oh it's kind of true although right. mogul implies that i'm making a lot of things happen for a lot of people right really, yeah i'm not quite that extroverted at the moment mm, right you know what i mean yeah yeah but you know room for growth always right i mean yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow so so keeping things kind of quiet because you need focus to write a book yeah you know and right 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 wow um, I was looking, I was listening, I was, it's so, it was so fun because, you know, like getting to meet you and know you and then like playing your, uh, your sound bites over there. Do, do you call that your reel now or what demo. do you call it? Yeah, your demo. Demo, you your demo. Sure. Real, I just dated myself, so I guess, right? But no, I'm like. Good. It's still good. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun to just like, I know your voice and you have a beautiful voice and then to hear you kind of do your thing, you know, is, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland Children's Hospital or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. And so are you with the video games, are you finding like are you playing uh it, it's it's interesting, like like say it's a pencil, you know, and they happen to choose a woman's voice for it. Like are you finding that like it's there's you know you're playing all kinds of things like inanimate objects and like all that kind of stuff too, or is it well, mostly? Let's put it this way. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm getting auditions for a lot of different oh, okay. things and I haven't broken in yet. Okay. Okay. Um, partly I think because the bulk of my work is so straightforward, it's so e-learning, it's so right narrative that for right. me to then switch back into crazy monster mode, right? It, I'm not the best at it. There yeah, are yeah, yeah. We're better at it. Right. So I'm working on that. Okay, but that's cool. Yes, I am getting auditions for, oh, for video games and for animation. Oh, the robot on the spaceship, or <laughs> a French fry, or a blueberry right. head. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> you know, um, yeah. a monster. Like the video games will have these amazing descriptions of this person is is a non-human, uh, humanoid. Uh, something or other with an exoskeleton and wings and lives on a planet and feeds on blah 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 and they wow. really are a proud race of beings. Their their downfall is their pride. You know, we'll get like this whole <laughs> I love it. That's great though. That's yeah. a lot to go on instead of like, you know, it's a green rock, you know. <laughs> no, it's great. It'd be like these people think that they can outmaneuver the dark side, but they really aren't as strong as they think. Or do yeah. you know, right it's great because they like whoever made these games are so deeply imaginative and yeah thorough. it's awesome that is so fun i love it um i was curious uh so you said so 30 years as a buddhist mm -hmm. meditation is it your opinion that you think daily practice for meditation for yourself and do you recommend that for other people Yes. And yes, I, um, I 
in the beginning, like for the first 20 years, I was very, I was very disciplined about the daily thing. And I was sort of uh, endlessly curious about Mm -hmm. what happens if I sit an hour a day? What happens if I go on a month long sitting meditation retreat? What happens if I go to a cabin in the woods and don't talk to anybody for 10 days? What happens? I was just, I couldn't get enough. Yeah. That. And so I did an awful lot of sitting and it's, um, very rarely uh, a peaceful experience. Mm. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be still and just be with yourself with yeah. your mind bouncing around and absolutely all the things. Um, and in the last 10 years, I would say I'm less uh, disciplined about formal meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking my meditation, quote unquote, I'm loosening the the formality of it and sort of I do spend a fair amount of time just looking at the mountains or looking at the sky right right and resting my mind yeah um less uh avid right or or it has to be a certain way yeah that's that's the answer to have and yes I do recommend it to people I mean for a lot of reasons one is to just take a moment yeah. Where you're not answering to anybody else. Mm-hmm. You take 10 minutes a day to just have that. And you're not doing a spa treatment. You're actually sitting up straight with good posture. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, yeah. the discipline of that, there's a real dignity to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. a, a good thing for people to just plug into at yeah. least 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day is good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Being a practitioner you know, practitioner and someone who's done it, I was like, well, what would you think about that? So yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's cool. I, I was, uh, had a friend on and uh, another friend and she was like, uh, she was doing a hot yoga thing and, and she was looking at how she was going to miss one. And it was just like this thing. And it was like, you know what? It's okay to miss one. Yeah. You no, know? like, you know what I mean? Like we, we do these things for ourselves. We're like 30 days of this or blah, 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 you know, and, and those things are great <laughs> and they teach us things, but it's also, you know, we're human. We'll start up tomorrow, depending on, you know what I mean? It was just interesting yeah, of like how both things are really powerful. I think it's right? true. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, this last summer when the story slam ended, that was such an outlay of, of, of um, energy for yeah. years. Yeah. To have that over, I had this uh, huge slice of time. In yeah. My life. Right. And I was also, I also found that I got to a point of deep creative burnout. Mm. Like yeah. The good part of my life is I've been able to craft my life with all of these wonderful creative ventures that I'm doing. Yeah. But the other side is it's a lot of output. Yeah. And so I hit, a profound burnout mm. and really because I work for myself I was able to say hey okay for the month of July I'm going to lie on the couch yeah I'm going to see what I can do mm-hmm. if I can do nothing yeah and make supine the default position yeah. and make my motto do the bare minimum right <laughs> yeah um, and it was super instructive and really a bit embarrassing because after 30 years of meditation, I finally was like, oh yeah, I could probably relax. Uh, uh, duh. <laughs> you know, like, you're like uh, whatever, right, right. Go to this. Go to get it done. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. What I a know. revelation. 
I guess uh, under, underneath it, it wasn't even that I was just intensely meditating. It was like right. that underneath it, there was some belief that I wasn't enough hmm. uh, just if I sat on the couch for a month, like that, right. that, that would take away my inherent worth. Right. Somehow. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't. I'm here no. to testify. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm going to have a sip of mine too. All right. Drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody drink. Um, <clears throat> water and tea very exciting but um oh that you just brought up some the moments that yeah it's permission to not always be running at Mach 10 with your hair on fire mm-hmm. and not always have ambition to make a goal get the goal do the thing do the steps break it down you know yeah yeah um, it's it's been interesting to see <clears throat> what happens after that month right yeah. I haven't been able to get that same sort of fire back mm. and it's okay. I'm a little yeah. more, uh, you know, cool. <laughs> I like, I like the, <laughs> yeah, I'm more like, well, <laughs> do I really want to work that hard? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and no, that's a question. And I think, I don't know if it's age or if it's experience or both, you know, it's like, it's when you look at different things in your life and you're like, what's important. Yeah, exactly. And what do I want to be doing for the next, and how do I set myself up for that? Or see what happens, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 The taking stock of what's important. That was a big part of resting. Yeah. Just resting and going, okay, what is important? I don't want to mess up the clients I have. Yeah. Why don't I pay my mortgage? I got to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Things that have to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Maslow's hierarchy, we're talking about sort of, you know, the bottom yeah. two, taking yeah. care of business on the bottom yeah. two. The rest of it can have a little bit of a hold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so funny. Oh, my goodness. I love talking to you. It's so nice to catch up with you again. I know. It's really nice. It's super nice um, to see you. I think, uh, I know. I was like, I was like, oh, yay. Um, last question. How about that? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I ask everybody um, to share with our listeners uh, and touched on some of them, but I, like, what's the spark or moment that you could pinpoint that really seats you in who you are today in this moment? Is there something, somebody happening, a person, something that you feel like you're like, oh, that, that's, that's brought me to where I am? Hmm. Well, so many, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but one thing was when I was about 23, I think I, um, I had been in and out of college, mm-hmm. various cult countries, and I just couldn't really focus. I didn't know yeah. what I wanted to do. And I took a road trip to Mexico with a friend from high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on the way back, we drove through Boulder, Colorado. Oh, wow. And um, I met these young women who were students at Naropa, at the Naropa Institute. And I saw in them a certain confidence Mm. in, they were dancers, but they were making their own work. And this goes back to the podcast people, like everybody there was a maker. Yeah. yeah. They were a maker. They weren't trying to be in someone else's show. They were making it. And I met these women and they had such a sense of their own artistic vision and their own permission and their own voice that I was like, yes. And I, moved to Boulder and I went to that school and I found my lineage of artists. Wow. Yeah. So that was super important. Yeah. 
That's so cool. I love learning stuff about people that I'm friends with on the podcast. I'm always like, what? That's so cool. And how long have you been in Boulder now? I've been here. I moved back here at the end of 2002. So okay, years. Yeah. 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 That's that's a cool city too. I it mean, is a city. I mean, and now, like I said, with the, the, um, I really thought it was career suicide when I moved here. Yeah. In LA. Right. But it took a while, but now, you know, yeah. I'm basically splitting my time between here and Los Angeles. At this yeah, point. absolutely. So when you come back. I'll be back end of this month. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, yay. Ooh. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay, good. Well, yeah, well, you're a delight. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. I think there's lots of people who are curious about, you know, just how artists make their way in the world and also the voice actor stuff too. So I'm excited about all the things you have going on. Cannot wait. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited too. It's really, it's a very fertile time and I'm taking my time being quiet with it for the most yeah. part, you know, just cool. yeah, letting it letting it gestate properly yeah that's awesome percolation love it yeah thank you so much heather it's so nice to see your face i know i know it's nice to see you too nina so thank you for being on the show it's a pleasure absolutely all right folks well this has been another episode of the mavens do it better podcast and here is to another big beautiful day on this blue spinning sphere thanks everybody bye The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.